TJ and PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Yeah, there's two things that really get under my skin. And what's that? Nobody has ever jumped out of the gym, and nobody has ever broken anybody's ankles on a basketball court. Those are the two things. Yeah. It's never happened. There's never been anybody who jumped out of the gym, and no one has ever broken anybody's ankles unless you're like uh, uh, Tanya Harding's people, and you go for the kneecap. And you miss and hit the ankle? Yeah. Even that kneecap wasn't broken. That was a contusion. So stop saying that. Breaking ankles. It never happened. It never will happen. It means a guy fell down. It's an expression. But it's wrong. I want accurate expressions. You know what I'm saying? If I say my back is up against the wall. <laughs> you literally had better be over at the edge of the room. He's a long way from the microphone, people. His back is against the wall. There. My back was up against the wall. It's time for the question of the day right now. Pac-12, 0-5 in bowl games. What can be done to improve the conference? The off-season goals. Making Pac-12 football better. Yeah, they have to be, man. 0-5. George Klyovkov, you should put in a request, y'all, because he's out there running around to a bunch of print dudes. He did the Los Angeles Times. He did the Hammer. Uh, They must have his phone number. He lives in Vegas. And so the Los Angeles Times had a big question and answer thing with him. I've got it right in front of me. We evaluated our non-conference performance and statistically are worse since 1983. Hey, thanks a whole hell of a lot, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> Since 83. Yeah. 83. Thanks a whole hell of a lot, BYU. For those five losses. Yeah. We got two major contributors, one for good, one for bad, right here in our community. On those two. And then he does make some excuses here. Uh, COVID had a significant effect on the field. Early in the season, we had some teams that played a couple of games in 20 months that were competing against teams that played full seasons the previous April. I don't care if Washington hadn't played in 10 years. You should be beating Big Sky teams at home. And that's what he must that's be referring to. That's an outrageous to. demand by you. That's the only thing I could think he's referring to when Montana got him 13-7. to Well, that means there'll be built-in improvement next year because teams played 12 or 13 games this year. I don't care about that. And improving in the West, we're soft. He talks about the underlying youth and high school fo- football participation rates over the last decade, and they've dropped significantly in the West. Yeah, but most of the star players are still playing. They're the ones who are going to college. The guys who aren't playing are you don't know that people aren't going to you college just, anyway. You just made that up. You have no idea. <laughs> That's a hypothesis. It's <laughs> <laughs> <So> a what? <laughs> That's a hypothesis. Your mind would explode if Gabriel Hypotheses played basketball and broke ankles. <laughs> I always felt that when they were saying the football and the, and the concussion issue and the CTE and all that stuff. Is it, yeah. And meanwhile, the poor in the South are going to continue to play and they're not going to care about any of that stuff because that's the way out. The reality is, and it's not me saying it, they're, they're born into 
poverty conditions and they're most likely not born into two-parent households that are married and even around. Those are the statistics. We don't ever want to talk about that. We want to talk about everything else, but we want to talk about that. But those are the stats out there. And to think that they're not going to play football, yeah, it's not happening. And the Mountain West is recruiting in the West and getting kids who can win football games. So that's just not it. I'm going to have that discussion over there, but that isn't why the Pac-12 is losing games to the Mountain West, losing games to the Big Sky, and losing all the bowl games. He also talked about self-inflicted wounds from the media rights deal. and I appreciate what he says on that because he's absolutely right. The lack of distribution in the Pac-12 networks is just atrocious. And that's not a hypothesis. That's a fact. It's out there, and Yogi and his guys and ladies do great work. I can't say nobody sees it. But anytime with uh, Larry Scott, you'd bring it up. Yeah, but but in Spokane, Bob's Cable System, you can get it. You can get it right. Bob's Cable System, it's right there. It's on that. But if you have the NFL ticket and you have DirecTV, (laughs) you can't get it. And he would go on and on, uh, just like, oh, man, stop. It's a disaster, at least with George. He's willing to acknowledge that this is a joke. I have 30 months left on those contracts, and I'm counting every hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm reading it right here. Yeah. The Pac-12 fans have my commitment that we're going to fix it. At the most, it's going to take 30 months. I'm hoping we can start fixing it sooner. Although I inherited some extremely restrictive and tightly written contracts that make it difficult to make many improvements. But yeah. So I don't think the distribution is the biggest problem in the contracts. It's It's the money. Now, because of lack of distribution, you're getting less money in, so they're tied together. The two games that air on the Pac-12 most weeks usually involve the last place team in each division. They're certainly the vast majority of the least attractive games in the conference. You've still got four of your six conference games most weeks are airing on ESPN and Fox. So is it a contributing factor? Yes. Yes, it is. But is that... Yeah, but you're talking about games. Why, why, Why do you limit the games? If you can go on Saturday night and get the reviews and then all week they talk about it and they build it up, all their shows, all those other things. It's a factor. Yeah, so it's I mean it's not just about games. It's they they just want the buzz around it. There's no that you because ESPN is not talking about you. They can broadcast one game a week, and that's it. And they do it at eight thirty at night our time, and they talk about it, and they got some third team announcing, fourth team announcing. Nobody knows who those people are. Yeah, but when you get Herbie announcing it, it's a big <laughs> big deal, and kids want things that are big big, big, big deals. deals. They absolutely do. And that is largely how it works. ESPN does two games a week. and Yeah. One of them Saturday night at 8.30. Which isn't that bad on the West Coast because it's 7.30, so it's the primetime game. So when you're losing kids in the state of California, your teams are getting pretty good exposure there. Not getting exposure in the rest of the country, not getting the hype with the national media, that's true. But having one or two games primetime on the West Coast isn't the worst thing. Now, in the weeks that you have three games that late, 
that's the worst thing. Yeah, but I mean, when you're used to playing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon all those years, when SC, even in their Pete Carroll, when they had it going on, they weren't playing so many freaking night games. Uh, just in, in those schools, if somebody else is going to come in and poach your players, then you need to go to their places and poach, poach their, their players. players. And it's not happening because those places are not going to be on your time zone. They're going to be on later time zones. Cause you it's can't, not going to help you recruit Texas and Florida. Yeah, unless you just go to Hawaii. And then, so... But you're not even getting the best I mean, players out of Hawaii anymore. I mean, it's everything. Everything that's in the mix. And perception becomes reality, and every, it goes right to the Pac-12 network. It's over a decade, and it still hasn't been fixed. That's atrocious. That's embarrassing. And he's counting the hours. Right. Till he can fix it. That's what he said. It would seem like he can't mess it up anymore. Yeah. And I think, uh, to me, if you're going to point a number one thing, and I've never been a big number one thing because I think everything matters. Nothing is necessarily the ultimate, but everything is. And so you add it all together, and that's what you end up with. Uh, There is not this burning, overwhelming desire to compete at the highest level in football. And until there's that, you're just going to be running in place. Compared to the Alabamas of the world. You do a distinction between competing at the highest level and competing at a pretty good level. Because when you say competing at the highest level, are they trying to be Bama? And then there's competing at a pretty good level where, hey, let's make sure we win eight games and we're bowling because it's, it's two different things. One, they, they are not qualifying for the playoff. So it's not even so much about beating Alabama. It's about... Uh, qualifying for the four. playoff, big deal. That's not <clears> it. <throat> Qual- who cares about qualifying the playoff? All the people who beat on the Pac-12 when they don't qualify for the and playoff. And so you get to the pl- get to the playoff and lose. That's not going to do you any good. It's about competing at the highest level. There's not a burning desire. They can make the playoff five years in a row, and if they lose like Cincinnati did five years in a row, they'll get hammered for that. That's not a solution. That's a band-aid to a bleeding body. That's all that is. It's competing at the highest level. It is paying people enormous amounts of money and be willing to overlook all this little level cheating. Well, Oregon's willing to do that. And USC, they must have made big commitments to probably coach out of Oklahoma. Not just paying him, but what they're going to pay the staff. Right. What the recruiting budget's going to look like. And he's won zero games at SC. We're talking about right now. We'll see what he can do. But yeah, that's a great start. He's a big name. See what happens there. But that's what it's got to be. It's got to be pay at the highest level. Win at all costs. I heard uh, Ray Anderson, and he's thought of to be a statesman in the athlete, uh, in the conference. He was considered for commissioner. He's the Arizona State Athletic Director. And he loves to talk about the comprehensive. We want a comprehensive athletic program. Good. Good for you. Because the people in Tuscaloosa don't. They don't care. Nope. If they're the, playing the latest the sport, Czechoslovakian <clears throat> from women's tennis, nobody cares. To your point, if they play a sport, they want to play at the highest level. The SEC has the most money, and across the board, they largely play the fewest sports. They have the money to play other sports, and they don't. But the ones they play, well, they It's fun. about football. We're talking about football. We're not talking about the ones they play. We're talking about football. You have to have a win-at-all-cost mentality. And if you don't have that, it's not going to work. 
And so you have to create some NIL stuff. You've got to set it up. You've got to find whatever the line is that's legal and illegal and just cross it. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> How has the SEC done it? They've found the line and they've crossed it. Yeah. So know what you can get away with. And set it up for these big-time boosters to be given some of these big five-star guys. Here's $100,000 right off the bat. Especially in, in those communities where I already said they're coming from likely, not always, not all, even though that's all we read is he had to cross over 10 bodies to get to school every morning. That's not everybody. There Just are some it. middle class out there. And and if you are middle class and have been paying for your kid to get elite quarterback lessons at 100 bucks an hour since they were in junior high, you're going to be interested in that. You've yeah. invested a lot of money, and you're going to want it back. And if you've been on travel teams... And you got coaches demanding, hey, play multiple sports. Kyle was just talking about that the other day, and he is certainly not alone in that. And you've been on travel teams in multiple sports. You're middle class. You're feeling the squeeze. So until they have a burning desire, we're just running in place. And you can occasionally get the upset and get a team in there, Washington and Oregon. They got in. Whoop-de-doo, they got in. And then, and then, our Oregon, I think, got to the final, but Washington got worked. So, if I remember correctly, maybe they didn't, but they lost. Uh, that that's what it's going to take because they're going to get in because they're going to expand the playoff. There's too much money, so getting in will take care of itself. But that's not going to be near good enough. Getting in, whoop de do. So what? Then it'll be about your record once you're in. I mean, Cincinnati got in. Getting in. If getting in is the goal, drop down in the Mountain West and go undefeated there, just like Cincinnati did, and play one big game and win it, and you're good to go. I don't see where getting in is the panacea. It's a big fancy word. Look at you go, you wordsmith. Yeah. When he talks like that, he breaks my ankles. There was a guy who, uh, when I was in news in California, in Wilmington, he was a councilwoman's... uh, chief of staff and he said something about like government is not the panacea and that became the big rallying cry in the community and he just got roasted for it <laughs> so I remembered it all these years later panacea and he used it and he took tons of heat for saying it because uh, basically saying look at yourselves figure out ways to improve your own and stop complaining and expecting government to do something for you but he didn't go he was saying that without going all the way, but he used the word panacea and became such a big deal that I'm sure he regretted saying it because he took so much grief for it. Got the question up on Facebook. What should be done? What can be done to improve the conference? Brent says, penalize players for opting out of bowl games. Otherwise, the value of most bowl games... Okay, you can't play college bowl games again if you opt out. (laughs) Bye. It's not not just about the 0-5 bowl games either. It's about the 0-5 record against BYU and the two losses to the big Sky schools and five losses, I guess six now, to the Mountain West Conference. On down the line. Here's what Klavko says. For me, the biggest single issue is the ongoing effort investing in football. The work of convincing our presidents and chancellors is a very good return on investment when you invest in football was started by me before I started the job in my press conference when I was announced. And and that's it. You invest in football. 
is what he's talking about, and that's the biggest difference. Uh, facilities coaches and other football-related matters, and it leads to higher tide of recruits, and that leads to wins, and wins lead to direct and indirect revenue. It certainly leads to significantly increased alumni engagement. And it leads to historically increased applications, more selective process. So basically just one after another. The hip bones connected to the blah, 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 and so forth until you got the whole body. And that's what he's talking about. But that's not going to happen because we know the Pac-12, the research. We don't land grant, whatever the hell that is. We don't want that. I mean, come on. You got to be research institutions. I mean, mean, we're we're academic like-minded and blah, blah, blah. Look at us. Klevkov hasn't said any of that, has he? And I also have my tea with my pinky out. That was all the previous commissioner. But that's the president's. That's the mindset of the conference. It's not. It's not. Wasn't made. Did that mindset change at all when they hired Klavkov? I mean, if he's saying this stuff now, did he say that stuff in his interview? Yeah, of course he did. He just said it that he was talking about it before he got the job. So then their mindset's changing because they hired that. They hired the guy who said, "Enough of that. Do this." I don't know how. What's the process? Does it have to be unanimous? I mean, did this simple majority? So uh, they have seven and five don't care. we're, we're that would work. Be, they need the bottom of the league. I don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Those five don't invest. Be the bye week that yeah, Alabama's but, I mean, getting just, but in the are SEC. You, if you're investing the best in the Pac-12, does that mean you're investing at an SEC level? No, not necessarily. I mean, Utah was, the, the fact is, good on the Utes, but they were the best team in a crappy conference this year. That's what it boiled down to. So who's going to pay like USC and Oregon? Well, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I don't know that you, you, that's good enough. You have to pay like Alabama, not SC and Oregon. And in fact, you have to pay more because not, that's not good enough. You have to pay more than Alabama because you have disadvantages that they don't have. They have way more advantages than you do. There's, it's football is the number one thing, and there's tons of recruits. Oregon has to go all over. They do. There aren't very many recruits in Oregon. Yeah. So you just can't meet them. You have to exceed them. And Alabama already is going all over, even though there's tons of players in a. Well, they go wherever they want. Yeah, in a two, three, four hour, whatever you want, circle around campus. There's tons of players, but. They get players out of California and Hawaii. Get them wherever they want. Wherever they're there, that's where they get them. And I'm sure they're getting... I mean, uh, Tagovailoa, man, all his parents, they move to Alabama. Well, if I had a kid and he was great in sports and he went to Michigan, can I just up and move to Michigan? Yeah. Where's my job? Where's my housing? Where's my health care? Somebody took care of them. <laughs> yes. Believes every single person in college football yeah. at every other school in Division One. Right. And probably Division Two too, but nobody's asking them. Division Two too? As in Desmond Tutu? As in Division Two also. May he rest? So you have to do you have to go to that level. You have to treat it. Screw the student athlete deal. Where's on the field uh, with uh, the media the other night at the end of the Rose Bowl, and one of the guys says, "Does the loser go first? And I said, 
Watch your mouth. There is no way they're going to call them the loser. Yeah. The non-winning team. Yeah. And so sure enough, joining us first on the podium is the runner-up to the Rose Bowl. Oh, <laughs> runner-up. Runner okay. <laughs> Why don't they just say joining us first is Utah? <laughs> How complicated is that? Everybody yeah. knows what the final score is. Well, because they have to spin it. You know, and it's... That's it. We're, we're in a soft society. How about the loser? You lost. The losing team, if you don't want to say loser, but they can't do that. And the reason why I bring that up is the, the student athletes. Hey, Ardale Jones didn't go to Ohio State to play school. <laughs> One of the best quotes <laughs> right out of his own mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cardale's telling the truth. Right. He, he was. <laughs> he How many was. of those kids at Ohio State are going there to play school? Doesn't mean you can't get a degree, but that's not their first priority. And it's not the first priority of the coaching staff. That's why they're all these menial majors, not all of them, but a lot of them, to get them through as easy as possible to stay eligible so you can win games out on the field. And the alumni, they don't give a crap about that. You want to be pre-med? Well... Good luck. That just means you ain't good enough to go to the NFL. So I don't want you anyway. I mean, there's a few exceptions, but that's what it's about. And that's what they got to do here. Don't bag, bag this idea of student-athlete spiel. We're getting there. No, we need to, but they're already there, over there, on the other side. That's why we just had the worst statistical non-conference season since 1983, because we're getting there. Yep. Meanwhile, they're there. I know. And they've been there. I'm aware. And they ain't going anywhere. So don't give me your little soft while we're, we're, they're getting there. That ain't good enough. They're ain't getting there. Well, you can't say there. they're there because they're not there. So all that's left is they're getting there. Or No, I want to know why believe- aren't they there and then crack heads for those who are in the way. Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a president and a chancellor and a board of trustees and whatnot who are determined we're going to do everything we possibly can. And if that means some shady stuff, so be it. Because the donors, they don't care. Nobody cares what uh, uh, Cam Rising's GPA is. Shady doesn't uh, Shady doesn't really happen with name, image, and likeness, does it? Yeah, oh, made it sure. all legal and above board. No, there's nothing that's all above board. There's nothing in the history of the world that's all above board. How naive are you? Jeez. Oh, there's no longer there's no longer going to be shady stuff anymore. Here, line up, get your trophy, junior high students. Here's a hundred. Everything is fair. Here's that's a, your world. Here's a hundred grand. Pose for some photos I can use in my company. Thanks, you're done. Great. Now I want two hundred fifty grand. That ain't good enough because he's getting two hundred fifty grand. This is hundred grand with all the hanger honors that goes like that. And you got to pay taxes on it too. So it's not really a hundred grand. Hundred grand. That, that's chump change, my friend. And I call you my friend because I have to take care of you on matters like this. You just threw out a hundred grand earlier in the segment. Make it two fifty. Make it five hundred. Make that, it a million. That's the way it works. It, that's the number Nick threw out. Nick Saban threw that out for Alabama's quarterback. Good old a Nick. Bucks. He was recruiting when he said it. Yeah. Well, that, that's what it's about. There's no limits. Nobody puts limits on how much money you can make if you can make more. Come on! 
So the Utah and BYU booster is going to keep up with the California and Texas schools? No. Uh, but if they want to, they have to. <laughs> That's what it's going to take. If Utah wants to take a next step, I mean, they've been flirting near the playoff. Well, look at the formula. Play crap non-conference schedule. Go 3-0. I realize they didn't do it this year. But two years ago, before the pandemic, late in November, they were in. The go Utah, nobody wants to see for you, Paul Feinbaum. Nobody wants to see Utah. And so beat lousy teams and then beat within your conference. I mean, they didn't beat anybody outside of the conference this year. Zero wins, except for Weber, right? Right. So they had but no... they lost to BYU, they lost to San Diego State, yeah. and they lost the bowl game to Ohio State. So that's not good enough. That can get you to the Pac-12 title game and then maybe get you to the Rose Bowl, but it ain't going to get you beyond that. DJ and PK, your reaction coming up next at 8 o'clock where you're talking to Bryson Barnes High School coach Thane Marshall. Milford High joins us coming up in about 15 minutes right here on 1280 and 97.5 The Zone.